So we have the one and only Mr. Greg Dickerson back. He was with us for three or four years in a row every week. And I missed our opportunities to have conversations. How are you doing, Greg? Doing great, Michael. Good to see you. Thanks for having me back. Yeah, I wanted to ask you a question about Tesla. And I want to look at talk about this as a business owner, because that is your background, right? You are an entrepreneur. You are a business owner. So I want to summarize my understanding where Tesla is today. I want you to poke holes at it. I want you to tell you what I'm tell me what I'm missing. And I want to be very clear. I will never, ever, 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 ever own the stock because I think it's just too polarizing and there's easier opportunities. But it's an intellectual exercise. I want to play with you. You ready? Let's do it. So Tesla as a car company has very fat margins. They're somewhere between 16 and 20% today, where the average car company is low single digits. In the last week or so, Tesla has announced somewhere between 10 and 20% price cuts, right? To their asking price. This allows them to lower the price point where their buyers can get government tax credits of 7,500 bucks. So in my mind, Tesla is using their, they're eating some margin. So they're, they're still positive. It's just less positive. They're going to increase demand because their buyers have a lower price and the tax credit from the government. So is this a 3D chess move where Elon Musk and the Tesla executives are being aggressive in continuing to dominate where other EV players can't because they don't have the margin? Or is this a sign that Tesla is no longer the only game in town? They have more competition and they actually have a demand problem. I don't know where it falls. And maybe it's both. I don't know. But it's, I just had to ask somebody else and you are a yeah. business owner. So what do you and see going number on? Number three, you know, Elon <laughs> has alienated some people with his, you know, recent moves and political, you know, yeah, he doing, has, you know, viewpoint, talking points of philosophies and things like that. So he's alienating the very people that he appealed to in the, in the first place. So that's that's door number C. You know, door number B is he, you know, trying to price other people out of the market or gain more market share by lowering price because he can? Sure, because there's other companies entering, yeah. you know, that industry now entering the space. So he is no longer, you know, he doesn't have a moat around him anymore. He's no longer yeah. a monopoly. I mean, at one no point, longer the only that. game in town. Yeah, pretty much. If you wanted a, you know, a non Prius EV, you know, you had to go to Tesla. So now everybody's in the game and there's some really great competition out there. I mean, every day somebody's releasing a new EV. There's one coming out of, uh, I think it's, it was a Vietnam or something like that. Uh, really, really nice, you know, car company. Um, there's, you know, Dodge is making, you know, released an electric truck that looks like smoking hot. Mm -hmm. you, you know, I mean, there's all these new, you know, everybody's getting into it now. So he's going to lose more and more market share as these other companies come up. And, uh, you know, so door number one was, you know, is this something that was, you know, forced on them or is it, you know, positioning? Yeah. Door, that's one and two, I guess. But um, yeah, yeah, it's basically all it's so it's really for me because again, like when anytime you talk about Tesla, you're you're gonna get hate, and that's why I'll never touch the stock. I think any stock that that's that that's polarizing, I don't want to play with. I think stocks should be about PE, should be about mall, should like Tesla could be a great company and a crappy stock. And yeah, but let's you know let's qualify that. So sure. it's you know yeah, there's a cult and there's a meme factor to it, and it it had a great return from the bottom of 2020. It was the best performing asset from the bottom of 2020. It beat mm. Bitcoin, 
not some altcoins. There were some altcoins that way outperformed it, but but you know the large cap alts, Bitcoin, yeah. and most you know every stock. Tesla was the number one. You know, unless okay. I'm missing something, but I think from what I have seen, it was the best performer, three thousand percent or something crazy. Um, so it's just a stock. It's a company that has a value that produces products that there's demand for. So it's a stock. So who cares? All that noise is noise. So if Tesla goes down to 20 bucks and then there's a chance for it to go back where it came from, why wouldn't you want to get in on that play? You know, yeah. same thing with AMC, same thing with Bed Bath and Beyond and GameStop. And, you know, we're in a very, you know, prolific polarizing world of social media. So sure. you can't think in terms of your investment thesis or your investment strategy, you know, based on what is going on somewhere off to the side, you mm -hmm. know, and everything was overvalued. Everything, yeah. everything was overvalued, yeah. overpriced because there was $2 trillion of liquidity pumped in the markets over the last two, three years. And the interest rates were at you know, record low levels, just like real estate. Real estate yeah. has gone through the roof. We can talk about that in another episode. Um, so what's happening? And we talked about it two years ago when this all started and you and I were forecasting these things with the Fed you know, changing and interest rates getting you know, as low as they were and inflation going as high as it was before inflation was even a thing. You and I were screaming yeah, we did. rooftops. Yeah. that there is a great repricing coming. You remember those videos? You can go back. I do. I I've do. got some on my channel, your channel. We called it the great repricing. Uh, and that's what we're doing. We're just repricing based on liquidity because it's all about liquidity. You know, no matter what it is, financial markets, vehicles, um, real estate, it's all based on liquidity. What's the availability of the liquidity and what is the cost of that liquidity? Yeah. So for Tesla, the other factor is, yeah, the, the things you can get the disc, you can get the, you know, credit. Uh, is number one. Number two, interest rates are so high financing a car, they had to do something to make it, you know, because people weren't buying. So it's... Yeah, I, I think it's really... I think there's one other variable there that I think is uniquely hurting Tesla today that frankly helped them for years. And that is if you look at the average Tesla buyer, it's a tech... It's a white collar tech male tech worker. I believe and have called us heading into a white collar recession. We're already seeing tech layoffs. Uh, tech, generally speaking, leans Democratic versus Republican. You highlighted it earlier. Elon has had some interesting tweets that alienates one of those sides, and he's. It seems it seems like everything is like everything that was working for Tesla for two years is now not working. It's just it seems how the the current has changed. Kind of like Facebook, you know, becoming yeah. meta. So, I mean, you know, that's what happens. And, you know, Elon, he's the richest man in the world. He didn't care. He can do what he wants. And, you know, but it's really funny when you see, you know, liberal columnists come out and say, driving this car makes me feel embarrassed for who I am. I don't yeah. think I can do it anymore. And, you know, that's out there in the mainstream. It is. Now. I've seen it. Um, I've seen people that have just nasty cancellations. Like Tesla asked, why'd you cancel your order? Somebody said, because Elon Musk is a blah, 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 blah. I'm like, whoa. Yeah. Wow. That's, so, you know, that's some passion. Credits, affordability, you know, market share is being threatened. Uh, yeah. And, you know, and it's going to continue. So what happens? Competition brings efficiencies and brings prices down. So you need that, right? He was the only game in town for a long time. He was, yeah. you know, at that level. And, you know, great car, great technology. The batteries are what really needs to change in the industry. That's the biggest, you know, Achilles heel of the industry is the batteries. Sure. So once the technology of how do you power an EV sustainably and not have to stop every so often and charge for 30 minutes or an hour, you know, that will get more efficient. You know, technology, disruptive innovation gets more efficient over time. So you have to look down the road and see who's entering the market, who the players are, what their, what their you know, first mover advantages are. And Tesla had the first mover advantage that's now going away, as did Facebook, 
But, you know, they took their eye off the ball with this whole meta thing. They never should have yeah. changed the name. They never should have done that. That's an investment. You work on that. Should have spun off another company. Should have yeah. been its own thing. Right. Yeah, exactly. He didn't change Instagram. You know, he didn't change no. Facebook to Instagram. You know what I mean? So, um, so anyways, that's how I look at it. I don't get caught up in the themes and the memes and the cults and all that. I'm a businessman, right? There's an right. opportunity. No, exactly. So yep. you buy low, you sell high, you know, and you could argue real estate's even more like emotional. People get more emotional, and irrationally exuberant over real estate than they do yeah. like stocks. So it's just that what's happened is, and where a lot of that's coming from, is that the gamification during, the, you know, 2020 with Robinhood and all these other things and the meme stock craze, you know, you've got, a, you know, a younger demographic coming in mm. and, you know, they've never seen or been through any economic cycles. Right. You know, all they know is up only. All they know is, you know, hey, Tesla's yeah. a great They know a V-shaped recovery. They know a recession lasts like four minutes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. V-shaped recoveries. And, you know, to their credit and to our credit prior to 2009, that's all we saw either until yeah. 2009 happened. You know, and yeah. then we learned a big lesson. Things don't always go up forever. And I thought they would. I'm like, they ain't making no more real estate. It only has one way to go. Only goes now, one way, yeah. yeah. Over the history of time, everything has gone one way. And as these markets correct, they will continue to go up. But, you know, they have to correct. They need to spend some time. And that's the problem is you can spend some time. You can spend years in the valley, you know, before you you really start, you know, going up. So you got to take some profits and you got to, you know, buy and sell. But, you know, yeah. as far as as far as Tesla goes, I think, you know, they're they've obviously lost a lot of market share. They're going to continue to lose losing more market share and they need to really innovate. You know, so what I would challenge Elon with and Tesla is you were you were the first movers. You were the innovators. Now you need to innovate on the charging and the powering of that technology. You need to be the first mover there and you will get all your market share back. If you can eliminate a battery and eliminate yeah. having to charge and all that kind of stuff and still be an EV somehow or some mm -hmm. other alternative source of power, which people are exploring that, that's mm -hmm. what they need to be coming out with next. And, you know, moving to, to the next level to, to really lead innovation in the space. But I, you know, I think they've maxed out on that. Yeah. And the other thing I look about again is, is I put my accounting hat on, right? A lot of people talk about income statements and balance sheet. I actually going to be looking at, at Tesla's cash flow statement because again, one of the things they're doing by taking this big price cut is they're going to be hurting their cash flow. And oh, by the way, there's rumors that they're going to be investing in more plants. That is a potentially very bad cash flow dynamic, right? A lot of cash flow going out for new plants, less cash flow coming in from unit sales. They may need to raise more debt or do bond offering or something because that could become a problem, right? Yeah, analysts are going to start looking at all those things. And, you know, the stock's going to continue to reprice. I mean, some people put it at 20, 25 bucks is, is where the fair that. value is yeah. because it's been priced as a tech play. And now and, it's a car company, yeah. Right. And so what's interesting about that whole thing is that as vehicles and manufacturers enter the EV space, one strategy could be, hey, let's drop the price, you know, for entry level to get them in. And then let's charge them for longer battery life, for, yeah. you know, this, that, and the other, for extra technology, expanded capacity, whatever. And they're already starting to do that. Some companies yeah. are already starting to charge you for more horsepower and, you know, things like that. Uh, that they can remotely control with these sure. electronic vehicles and get you on these subscriptions. So yeah. I think you're going to see more and more of that. That one company that I talked about from Vietnam, that's where it is. It's a Vietnam electric car company. Um, really, I mean, they have a great looking product. They have a battery subscription. So the most expensive component of an EV is the battery. Okay. And they don't last right now. They don't last forever. You have to replace them every so many years. Mm -hmm. So they put you on a subscription plan. So you never have to worry about it. No maintenance, no replacement, none of that. Interesting. Yeah, you just take it in. 
Another thing that's interesting is some car companies are experimenting with uh, swapping stations. So when your battery runs out, you just pull in, swap it out and take off. You know, oil change. Sit there and charge yeah. it. So, yeah. Yeah. you know, that's yeah. that's where the real innovation in that space is going to be. Not the vehicle itself. I mean, there's a lot of that, too. Sure. But, you know, the, the powering, you know, mechanism to eliminate the need to have to stop at a charging station or even worry about a battery, you know, going bad on you at some point. That's that's where the innovation is going to be. Very, very cool. Well, thank you for having this conversation. I knew you'd have unique insights as a business owner, as an entrepreneur. Uh, where can people find you if they want to follow you? Yeah, gregdickerson.com. That's where all my info lives. Go check it out. Thank you so much.